Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. This is part two of my Marvel series where I'm focusing on the X-Men. If you haven't heard the first part, it's all about the character Wolverine and I delve into his backstory and history from concept to big screen. So in today's episode, I would like to talk to you about X-Men and X-Men 2. X-Men from 2000 was... um, directed by Brian Singer and written by David Hayter. This was actually and is considered the first true Marvel film and it kind of got things going for the MCU even although it's not classed as part of the MCU this is the film really where Marvel started to build their own studios and go forward with their own films and their own properties. Now it stars as we know Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen with obviously Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It was made on a budget of, and this is going to be really small by today's standards, $75 million. It went on to gross at the worldwide box office $296 million. In fact, it grossed nearly $296.5 million worldwide. It has a runtime of 104 minutes. It was released on July the 12th, 2000 in Ellis Island and then released in the United States, so a national release on July the 14th, 2000. So that's the introduction for the first X-Men film and here are some trivia points that you might not know about this film. Do you think there is a link between the DC Universe and the Marvel Universe? I say this and ask this because in the 1970s there was a comic book that brought Spider-Man and Superman together in the same episode. The same can be said for X-Men. The mansion that is used for Professor's School for Gifted Children is the same mansion that was used in DC's Smallville in 2001 for the property owned by Lex Luthor. It was then reused again in the DC Universe for the show Arrow where it became the Queen Mansion. So who knows? Perhaps Professor X gave up his school of uh, gifted children and sold it on to some new occupants from the DCU. I'll leave you to comment in the box below and tell me what you think about that. If you know the history of the X-Men, then you will know that Xavier and um, Magneto are great adversaries, but they're also great friends. They also enjoy a good game of chess, going back to their friendship days. But did you realise that neither Sir Ian McKellen nor Sir Patrick Stewart actually knew how to play chess before filming. So what they did was they actually hired a chess master to come on set and teach both actors how to play the game. So moving on to Wolverine. The scene where Wolverine meets Professor X and they have a little bit of a friendly banter between the two of them, the line that Hugh Jackman says, what do they call you, wheels, was actually ad-libbed by Hugh Jackman. What he was scripted to say to Sir Patrick Stewart was, what do they call you, baldy? Now here's a little bit of knowledge for those that aren't faint-hearted. Hugh Jackman actually got his testicles caught, that's correct, I did say that, his testicles caught, in his harness when he performed a stunt where he jumps off of the Statue of Liberty. What happened was, somehow, Um, They got caught in his harness when he performed the jump. So moving on to X-Men 2 or X2. 
The sequel was released in 2003, on May the 2nd, 2003, in America, although it was released on April the 24th in the UK, in London. It was made on a budget of 110, between 110 and 125 million dollars, but it would go on to smash that at the box office with a gross of just over 407 million dollars. In fact, it nearly grossed 408 million dollars. So a real hefty return on that. The uh, usual suspects returned. So we've got Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, Hal Berry, and Franken Jensen, James Madison, Rebecca Romin Stamos, Brian Cox, Alan Cumming, Bruce Davidson, and Anna Paquin, all returning for their respective roles. And uh, yeah, it was met with uh, mixed reviews, I think. It wasn't considered as good as the first, but it certainly uh, was a good sequel. Definitely worth uh, watching if you haven't seen them at all so far. So here are my uh, top five or six picks. Here's my top picks for this movie. Enjoy. Mystique may only appear on screen briefly and for only a couple of minutes at a time in her natural form. However, it would take actress Rebecca Ramos-Stravin up to five hours sitting in a makeup chair while all that makeup and prosthetics was applied to give us that look. This was considerably shorter though from X-Men, in which case it took them seven hours to apply all that makeup. Not bad going and I hope she got well rewarded for that financially because I couldn't sit in a chair while someone was applying makeup and turning my skin a totally different colour. Could you sit for that long in a chair? Let me know in the comments box below. Scouting for locations in films is quite a big job. You generally try and find a film that is going to fit the scene that you want to film. Now the Arctic scenes in X2 were filmed in Alberto, Canada. They chose this location because it is notorious for the bad weather, the snow and the blizzards and all the ice. However, when they went to film the Arctic scenes in X2, that weather didn't materialise. So they had to complete the shoot using fake snow. Some actors have been able to build up a reputation for performing all of their own stunts. Not every actor, and sometimes the studios won't allow an actor or actress to perform their own stunts, but for the scene in which Rogue falls out of the X-Jet, that stunt was performed by Anna Paquin herself. No stunt double was used at all. Two questions for you. Did you realise that the cigarette lighter that Pyro uses has a shark design on it? No? Second question. Do you know why it has a shark design on it? The reason why Pyro's cigarette lighter has the shark design is because this was Brian Singer's tribute to his favourite film and that is Jaws. One of the main characters in X2 is that of Nightcrawler. The opening sequence for example I think is one of the best opening sequence, one of the best action sequences involving superheroes. The only thing to me that comes close is some of the Quicksilver scenes in the later Marvel movies. However, Alec Cummings almost lost out to this role because Neil Patrick Harris auditioned. He lost out to Alan Cummings, partly possibly because Alec Cummings is fluent in German, which obviously gives Nightcrawler that very particular accent that he has because he is German at the end of the day. And that's it for this week's episode of Sci-Fi Fans. Thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about movies. It's one of my favourite subjects, in case you hadn't guessed. 
If you can, please do leave a podcast review on whatever platform you're listening to me on. I really do appreciate it. And get in touch, get involved. Contact me at my website, which is wayneblinko.com. Link in the description below. And let's get together and let's talk, shall we, about movies and stuff. In the meantime, do check out some of the other episodes of the podcast if you haven't done so already. And I will be back next week for some more X-Men trivia. Take care of yourselves and I'll uh, see you then. Cheers.